You're now listening to Music Impulse with Smiles. It's your boy Smiles, and we back for another episode of the Music Impulse. On this very special episode, I had to bring on my guy Ronald Osborne, aka DJ Snacks of the Kickback, to uh, start off this this new era of the Music Impulse podcast. You know, we've been going strong about man, a good year and a half, two years with this podcast. You know, went through a name change and everything, but now we're in the kickback era. So, of course, I had to bring on the man himself. The legend, the big dog, <laughs> the, the businessman, the legend. What, uh, I don't know. He he's just like the the I'm, engineer, the brains, the everything behind the kickback. You know what I'm saying? So uh, definitely wanted to do this off first for the the new era by you know talking with the man himself. So how you doing, sir? Man, I'm doing good, Josh. Man, appreciate for having me, man. And. That's a hell of a good intro. Appreciate it, fam. Oh, yeah. You yeah, deserve yeah, it, bro. I like that, man. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I ain't going to toot my own horn. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. But now, um, like I said, thank you for having me, man. It's, uh, um, it's a blessing to come out here and, you know, and and really be a part of something great. Like, I, I've been loving what you've been doing for quite some time, man. Appreciate and it. So it's like um, for you to collab and do this collaboration with the kickback bro i really appreciate that for real for real oh yeah appreciate that sir you know when, when y'all came to me uh with everything because like i said when when i showed up uh that one that one day i didn't know what i was getting into bro, I, was like, he, he, I was like i just saw a post from brianna and was just like oh seems interesting whatever i'll go check yeah. it out see what it is you walked in and <laughs> it was like from when you walked in it looked different from when you walked in yeah yeah man um Forever, forever growing, and we're gonna forever keep doing um, great things for our community around here, man. We're gonna always keep doing that. Yes, that's definitely one one thing I love. I love about just from even just watching you on your social media, and then you know the conversations we had. But you know, first I just want to start off just saying how you been. You know, I know you went through a nice little health scare, so can you go into a little bit about that and how you doing and all, yeah, all that? Yeah, man. Um, health scare. They uh, did a uh, spine surgery on my back. Um, uh, they, I was dealing, I thought it was sciatica, you know what I'm saying? I thought it was like sciatica, so, you know, oh man, let me go ahead and stretch this and put some ice on it, some heat, let me get some pills, whatever, blah, 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 blah. And it, I've been dealing with it since March. Oh, wow. Yeah, I've been dealing with it since March. Really, I've been having the pain come and go like every year, but I've been dealing with this particular pain mm-hmm. since March. And... I was like, man, this is, it just feel different. Something's different about it. And so it just never really dawned on me. Like I went to doctors and that's the crazy. I went to doctors and they see this big dude, this big statue. They like, oh man, just give him some pills, call it a day. I'm like, all right then. But 
nobody really just said, let's really check this man yeah, out. We're giving him shots and pills, and it's literally not working. It was to the point it'll go from like it, it started off extremely bad, and then it gradually went down. But it was to a point to where I couldn't, I probably couldn't walk no more than 40 yards without my foot basically going numb. Wow. You know, and I'm like, man, I keep telling these doctors, man, what's going on? What's going on? The next thing you know, um, it just got to the point where I couldn't walk no more. I couldn't walk no more. And so they had to give me uh, surgery. Come to find out, basically, my bone was pushing against a nerve that was, you know, attached to my leg. And it was pretty much um, about to give up. Fuck. <laughs> it was about to give up. And so my whole right leg would have been just... Dead lead. I I caught. I probably could have swung that thing, hit somebody upside the head with yeah, it. It wouldn't have felt it. It wouldn't have felt nothing, you know. So, I mean, I'm. I went to the doctors and everything, G. But it was just the fact is they just saw like this big black dude and was like, man, whatever, bro. Here and take this pill, take this shot, you know. Probably because I went in and I'm like, oh, you know. Part of me wasn't persistent in saying no, something's wrong. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. When the last time, it was just like, they was like, oh, man, just go get your x-rays or something from the hospital that you went to. I'm like, dude, I can't walk. <laughs> so I tried to get in the, in the wheelchair, and I just couldn't even sit down. They would say, man, just admit him to uh, ER. If it weren't for me basically not able to sit down that day, uh-huh. I'd probably, yeah. Damn. Yeah. Uh, but I'm good. Now I can walk. I'm I'm, I'm just basically healing with with love and 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 proper um, care, yeah, because that that definitely makes you this thing about how just us men in general we just don't like to go <laughs> to yeah. see doctors and see what's up, and yeah. we wait till the very last minute to figure something out. Because <laughs> it reminds me of when I went to an appointment a couple years ago for like a uh, my like yearly physical, and the doctor she was saying, "Yeah, I'm surprised to see a young man come to." see the doctor for a yearly physical she's like i have a whole husband and he even he don't even like (laughs) (laughs) coming to the doctor to get a physical it took like i i had my first yearly physical like maybe three years ago two years ago from doing like from ever yeah ever yeah the only reason i was going was because uh my last job uh, they paid us two hundred fifty dollars to <laughs> to get yearly physical <laughs> part of our insurance. They're like, you went to go get the two fifty, yeah, because we had to we had to print out this paper and get signed by a doctor to show we. <laughs> Dang, bro, that, 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 was that, that was literally that was literally the only reason I was you for a physical. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we yeah, yeah and we honestly, it. that was two two uh, like yeah, two three years ago. Yeah, that was kind of like the, yeah, the la- last change, one that I had. <laughs> yeah, we got to change. Yeah, I didn't got a whole new job now. They don't they don't force me. Yeah, to. <laughs> everything good now. I appreciate for asking though, G. Everything good now, man. I'm uh, able to walk with gent, you know, gently, but yeah, yeah, man. I'm getting back into the saddle now, and it feels good. Like uh, getting back out there, getting meetings, getting connections, um, connecting with people, having you know, being a guest on this show and everything else, bro. Yeah, 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 definitely. Just glad to see you in, in good spirits now. Appreciate feeling, it, feeling better. But, you know, let's go back. Let's tell us about who, who who's Ronald Osborne, you know, give us a little bit of history, a little background on yourself. I, I, I you, you from Houston or you went to school to Houston? I know, I know. Nah, I, like, I, I went like, to school at Prairie View. Prairie, Prairie View. I was like, the I know. Best school in the world. <laughs> um, Prairie View University. Graduated in 2016. Um, I 
I majored in uh, business administration. Okay. And probably before that, I was always um, wanted to be an entrepreneur, and I always loved music. Uh, probably before school, I didn't know what depression was. Um, but I went through a deep, dark depression, and music got me out. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah. And music got me out, so I was listening to, like, Kendrick Lamar. Before he was, like, who, where everybody, I was listening to his mixtapes, Big Crit, um, Ace Hood, you know, Wale, yeah. you know, Rick Ross, Drake, you know, artists like that. And it was like, it got me out of the situation. And this is before I even thought about being a DJ. So I was just uh. like started downloading a lot of music. And what happened was I I went to school, had this PlayStation. I think it was a PS3 at the time. It was a PS3. Had a PS3 full of all this music, and I had subs because, like, like I said, I wanted to be an entrepreneur. So before mm. school, I had went and got um, somebody said, "Hey man, I got this microphone." Mm. I was like, "Man, well, shit, I got a computer, and I want to <laughs> do something on it outside of like download solitaire. I'm gonna go yeah. to school." <laughs> so he was like, well, "Hey, download um, such and such and uh, come record." I ain't got no computer. I said. All right. <laughs> so I got into it. Then I started beat making. Okay. Um, had a PlayStation full of all this music. So I was like, okay, I, this certain type of music. I was basically uh, a producer. I go in. I didn't have a car at the time because my car got totaled. So I'm walking with a microphone in my bag, my computer, <laughs> and walking with a, um, um, a stand, a mic stand. Uh. Man, I go record some people. So I'm like, nah, bro, this ain't it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I said, all right, bro. So before I even got to school, that, I kind of already had the certain equipment. I had, like, the the speakers and stuff. So when I went to school, you know, people want to know how all this came about. When I got to school, that's when I became a DJ. Okay. Because I had, like I said, all that music uh, on my PlayStation. And somebody said, hey, man, let's have a kickback. I said, a who? <laughs> I ain't know what that was. I actually never heard the word kickback until I moved to Texas. Yeah. I didn't know until I went to school. And they was like, yeah, we having a kickback. I said, a what? A shindig? A hoop nanny? What, the, what are you, what are we having? We having a kickback, bro. We just want to invite some friends. I said, oh, a get together. Yeah, I was just like, oh, a house party. Yeah, a house party. I'm like, okay. No, man. I'm like, all right, whatever y'all call it. People came in. Mm-hmm. It was cool. It was, it was, I, I met some very, very great people. And I was DJ at that point. Somebody said, okay, DJ, run, DJ. And I was like, no, bro, call me Snacks. <laughs> and so. Call me Snacks. And then I, I went to DJ Snacks. And like, okay, that's, that, that. you know, I'm fat. And I'm like, all right, you know what I'm saying? They rock. <laughs> and then next thing you know, that was the spring semester of, of 2013. That summer, I got my first DJ gig. Mm-hmm. All right. And this story, I don't really tell too many people because it's, it's embarrassing. So a girl was like, I need a DJ. In the summertime, all the DJs, a lot of people are gone. It's just pretty much yeah. skeleton crew. Shit. <laughs> I looked over. I said, I can DJ the party. She said, you DJ. I said, yeah, I be DJing parties. Lying. I ain't never <laughs> DJed a party in my life. You know what I'm saying? She said, okay, cool. I'm Come DJ my party then. All right. He's like, now the pressure's on. Yeah, the like, oh, pressure's shit. on. You see the meme where they be like, when you hire for the job, but you don't know what the hell you doing. Yeah. I never DJ. I'm scared for my life. I didn't have no professional speakers. Uh-huh. My computer literally, two weeks prior, the screen broke. Oh. So I have to plug it into my TV. 
to, in order to see the screen. Oh, um, it is trash. Oh, I'm like, all right, then. So my best friend, my best friend, still to this day, she uh, she was like, I'm a rock with you, run. So everybody like uh, all my friends basically went out there. It was like in on campus, so we just walked over there with the equipment. I walk in with the computer, walk in with the speaker. She's like, okay, DJ here. Then I walk in with this 32-inch TV. TV. <laughs> oh, man, she I was like, what the hell is going on? Oh, I wish I could have seen this. I, said, I was like, nah, bro, it, it's, it's for the screens. I got multiple screens. Multiple screens. Lying like a hoe, man. Next thing you know, I pull up. And mind you, like, when you DJing from a TV, it's going to take everything that you're doing. So I'm DJing uh, off my computer. I didn't have a mixing board or nothing. Straight computer. <laughs> everything I've been practicing, so everything was good. I'm <laughs> DJing from the computer and everything. <laughs> Next thing you know, people start, and this is where the saying you gotta be, you gotta stay ready, so you gotta get ready. Yeah. People start requesting songs. <laughs> I have to go to YouTube. I said, "Oh shit." <laughs> So I'm like, okay. So I have the browser, and I cut the browser down on the internet. I'm playing. Next thing you know, I forgot to cut the browser back down, and I click on this song to download, and the advertisement, would you like to save 10% on dental insurance? Uh, Loud as hell. Oh, man. Loud as hell. And you hear this dude like, the hell is going on? (laughs) People at the party like, who the fuck is this DJ? Oh, man. It was trashed. And next thing you know, I sat in the room after everything because I finished it up. I sat in the room, and I remember this saying right here. My friend said, I mean, you can either stop now or you can just keep going. And I kept going. Yeah, because it's like, fuck it, they ain't, they ain't complaining that, that you know bad. <laughs> I, I ain't do that bad. So next thing you know, I realized that there's pivotal points in my life, and if it weren't for those, I wouldn't be here today. That was one of them. That was one of them because if I had just stopped DJing, I would have never got the opportunity to be in actual school radio. Yeah. I would have the opportunity to actually make the connections or do some of the things that I was able to do in my DJ life. Mm-hmm. And that was a very pinnacle part that I could have just been too embarrassed to keep going. Yeah, it was like, it was like oh, damn, my first... First gig, yeah, I'm messing up playing the YouTube commercials. And it stuff. was trash. Only a few got, people got this know. 32 inch TV. <laughs> it was the funniest. Like I'm telling you, oh man! If only you can imagine being there. It was hilarious when you think about it. Yeah, At I wish first, I could have seen. Like, I wish I could have seen this. Man, one. that 32 inch TV and that dental commercial. <laughs> man, it was. I'm glad. I'm glad the party got shut down early because after that, I was so embarrassed. <laughs> it got shut down early. I think the campus police came in. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But literally, that same, the following year, I became a beast. I went and got my turntables. I went and got better. And I started having actual kickbacks. Mm-hmm. And so, my, my. That was the push you needed. That was the push I needed. My friend. My roommate at the time, he he would go get all the liquor, and I'll be the DJ. We'll cut off all the lights. We'll put up shades. Hey. It's dark as hell. No phones. Straight stripper. I got a stripper pole that summer, oh. so I went. I got a pink ass stripper pole. It's okay. The, and so it was an invite only. No text message. No oh. nothing. You have to literally know somebody to get in to know what door okay. to knock on. Right. 
Okay. It was live as fuck. There was people. I became that DJ that people knew about, but they didn't know who the hell I was. <laughs> One, it was dark. Two, you couldn't take a picture of me. You couldn't. Only thing you can do about that party was talk about it, and you had no pictures. Because the, what happened was, every time you put out your phone, because it's dark, it's three shots. After a while, you're like, hell no. Because you're taking three shots uh, of Everclear. Oh. Exactly. Damn. You're taking three shots of Everclear or Bacardi 151 or, you know, Taka Vodka. You're taking shots of yeah. shit you don't want to take shots Sky of. Sky and stuff like that. This ain't no tequila or <laughs> nothing like that. We in college. So my, my partner, we just and then you know there's probably people that like think they can get away with it like, yeah. like oh let me just check like and we, you just see a light shot shot and people out here just just snitching because they was like I ain't taking no more shots it was t- like for you to get in it was three shots you pull out your phone it was three shots there was uh. people on the stripper pole people was enjoying music and that's when I said to myself I want to open up a radio station that's what's up I like that I said because I want to be able to provide. You know, my love for music and experience with people. I sell experience. Yeah. I don't, I can't sell you no product. I can't sell you no, no service. So, cause I, I like to do that shit for the free, like yeah. for the love. I'll give you that experience. And you will always, you won't find no other experience like when I do something. You know what I'm saying? Um, fast forward to when I created the kickback. It was, it came off with different names. The kickback was Snacks, DJSnacks.com. Uh-huh. I was like, I was just creating stuff for my community. Yeah. And it was always the same. Something about music and business, music and business. Like, how, how can I put the put two put together? together. Yeah. When I finally created the kickback for what you see it as what it is, it was 2019. I said, I'm going to basically put something together and y'all ain't never seen before. Mm-hmm. And the way I did my opening was I went and got 18 music artists, put them in Fort Worth, did all-you-can-eat tacos, crawfish, and free liquor. Oh, wow. I had an event. And it was only $15 to get in. That sounds lit. <laughs> oh, God. I got videos I'll show you, bro. <laughs> and the artist was independent artists. The food vendors was vendors like when I say I met so many people that day, I met Daquilla, mm-hmm. one of my good friends, Daquilla. Um, still to this day, you know what I'm saying? That was called Summer Night Vibes. And when I did that event, it showed who I was and it launched the kickback. That's dope. That's because dope. it was able to put together who the hell is this dude? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because I'm so always behind the scenes. Yeah. Always behind the scenes. But yeah. yeah, that's that's me. Yeah, that's dope. That's dope. So, uh, so are you originally from Dallas? Or like, okay, mm-hmm. okay. So, uh, so you just wanted to bring it, bring it back home, and yeah. everything after college. And, and yeah, man, after college, I I started it in Houston. I started doing a lot of this stuff in Houston mm-hmm. because I just wanted to get away. You don't ever realize that sometimes you come up with your best stuff when you get away from your hometown. Yeah. When you get away from under your parents' thumb, when you get away from under your, people that know you, you. I didn't become a DJ till I moved to college because n- nobody ever pushed me. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. And when you move into a new city, you can become whoever you want to become. Mm-hmm. It's like so because no one knows you. Yeah, nobody knows you. Mm-hmm. It's like I went there and I, re- I said, man, I don't. Nobody knows me. 
So the way I played basketball was different. The way I talked to people was different. The way I approached ladies was different. The way I uh, approached friends, the way I valued things, I was able to start speaking up. And when I graduated in 2016, I came back home. Then I moved back literally three, six months later. And then that's when I basically said, I'm really going to you know, become entrepreneur. Yeah. At first, it was just doing a hobby, like DJing, connecting people. Been doing it for the longest I finally put a name on it in 2016, and it was DJSnacks.com. Then it went to the kickback with snacks, and then and then I was just kind of like I was I was still side hustling. This is doing side hustle yeah. grinding. It became a full fledged business business 2019 when I called it the kickback and had that summer night vibes. Nice, nice. That's that's dope. dope. So uh, from 2019 to 2021, uh, I guess can you. Uh, Speak about like some, some I guess, I don't know. I don't want to say troubles. I guess hurdles, issues, or whatever. Shit, uh, man, you you talking yeah. about trusting people? You got trusting people. You yeah. have. I know that was kind of one like that conversation uh, me, you, and Brianna had. That was one of the things you like you mentioned. Like that's why you put a lot on your back. <laughs> I put a lot on my back because. What happens is when you have something, and it, I think it's a millennial age of people, and I was speaking to a good friend earlier today, and I said, what happens is a lot of millennials, they will apply for a job today, and I'm a millennial, I'm 31, we will apply for a job today and want to be CEO the week yeah. after. The, we, wanna, we want the maximum amount of respect, money, and power. Now, without putting without in no putting work. In no work. Yep. It's like we have too much of an entitlement going on in our in our mindsets. And when I started the kickback, I went and found a whole bunch of friends, millennial people that was like me, and said, "We're going to do this company like us. This is us." I'm as me being thirty one. I can literally. I want to make it to where. When I look across the room, I don't see, like, this older 45, 50, no disrespect, person that is in the room and they're basically the head hunter. I want us to look and call and hold each other accountable. Mm-hmm. I want to be. I want to look at you and be like, hey, Josh, like, come on. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I want to be able to look at Bree. I want to I be able to look at people and say, hey. Let's hold ourselves accountable. Yeah. You want that boss job. You want that position. You want that. Here it is. Accountability. So I think I, I had like a, a group of like 20, 20 some people when I first started. It was like a 20 some, some people team. But my problem internally was I didn't know how to turn chaos into clarity. Okay. And that was yeah. my problem. Also, another hurdle that I was having was I didn't know how to um, manage myself. You know what I'm saying? Uh Like, because I can do so many different things. Look at my business. Like, yeah, I was like, I seen you put a whole website together (laughs) while having a conversation with me. I was like, oh, he did this. Yeah. All right, I'm done. I was like, damn, he did this in like an hour. (laughs) Yeah, like, I I can do that. But the problem is, we start stretching ourselves thin, thinking that just because we can do one thing, we can sit here and put a price tag on it and say, this is what we do. I was too busy trying to put 
everything out at one time. Okay. I was too busy trying to put everything out on a price tag. I did not make sense. I was too smart for my own good. Okay. Well, at least you have the clarity to yeah. understand, like, okay, this is on me. Like, Man, <laughs> if you met me in 2019, you would be saying, okay, we're going to do this, going to do this, going to do that, going to do this, going to do this. Right now, I'm more calm, but I'm still, like, my mind moves. Like, the minute I wake up, you know, everybody wake up, you got to go use the restroom and stuff. Mm-hmm. The minute I wake up, my mind is moving at a million miles per hour. Yeah, that's my issue that I get at night because uh, I'll either take um, some melatonin or, like, some edibles or whatever just to go to sleep because it's like my brain just keeps moving. Like, Do you know well, why? I know, I know when I wake up in the middle of the night, I can't look at my phone because if, if I look at my phone, I'm going to start thinking about Do other you know shit. why? I've never even thought. Naturally, you're trying to force your body to work during the daytime when naturally you're a night owl. You are probably one of the smartest people in the world at night. And you never use it. Oh, wow. Yeah, because I always consider myself a, a early bird. <laughs> you think because you want to tell you why? But I bet you crash about 1 o'clock. In the afternoon? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. About one, that's, that's when I'm like, all if, right, time if, to go to lunch. <laughs> if, you, if you was to maximize, and this is what I had to learn about myself. Learning yourself was one of my hurdles. Learn who the hell you are. If you literally, are, your mind is moving like this at nighttime, start working at night and watch what, watch how powerful you become. Yeah, because I know lately I, I get up at like 2, 3 o'clock. Even though I, I tell you don't have to get up until about maybe 5, mm-hmm. 4 or 5. I've been getting up at get like 2 work. or 3. Watch what happens. You're going to create some of the most dynamic stuff in the world, and people are going to love you because mentally your brain is wired. When the sun is down, your brain is up. Mm-hmm. And people think just because everybody's trying to wire themselves to this nine-to-five life. Yeah. You know? Even when they come to their business. Well, hell, last time I checked, somebody, the clubs opened up at 10. Ain't nobody at the club at no 2 o'clock in the motherfucking evening. <laughs> but everybody want to do nine-to-five. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. Sometimes it's best to step outside of the realm and be who you really want to be so you can literally be successful. And that's why I was teaching myself back then. Like, I'm trying to, oh, nine to five, you're, you're texting me or you're emailing me after hours. <laughs> you got to stop trying to put yourself in this realm. You know, I was trying to put myself in this realm. But I'm telling you, Josh, like, for real, what I learned from myself on a personal thing Listen to who you really are and watch you create some great stuff. Yeah. That's dope. So uh, you had, like, the, the 20 uh, different people. Um, did they, like, just slowly get rid of or did you just, like, you get to a moment where you're just like, hey, everybody get gone? Or, uh, Both. Uh, Both. Some people just – some people naturally just want to find a reason to not fuck with you. Mm-hmm. So they just wait for, like, a moment to – to use that. Yeah. You know, one little hiccup or whatever. They, you're a likable person, but they just don't, they have a so, they're natural born haters. And like, you got to realize this, like, I'm not saying everybody always hate on you, but you got to look at it like this. If you're starting doing things in your life and your brand and your space, and they're still trying to figure out who the hell they are, it becomes envy, it becomes hatred. It becomes, how's this person figuring it out? And I'm not, Mm-hmm. Rather than this person got it, let me see if I can figure it out working with them. 
Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Everybody wants to be having this this little entitlement and say, oh, I ain't, I'm just, I'm, I ain't finna, finna work for nobody. I ain't gonna do this. I ain't gonna, you know. So what happens is a lot of people just found little reasons to not fuck with Ron, but then realize I still love you. You can't come back into that circle. Yeah. And now when you exit yourself out that circle, you realize so many people are still in that circle, succeeding and moving, and you can't figure out the secret sauce. When a secret sauce was really, everybody was tired of basically doing stuff alone and was working together. Mm-hmm. That's all the kickback is. If you realize what it is, everybody works together. Yep. Yep. Uh, like I know one of my homies, uh, Lo. We were talking about uh, someone that he knows that did did podcasting. Like that was like down in Houston, and he be telling because we call us up there and all the bros, like the four of us that really podcast together. And he was like, "Hey, you know, you know, old dude, he been hitting me up trying to, you know, get back in. Talking about can I get on an episode? You know, when you gonna let me in on an episode? You know, let me get in on on action mm-hmm. with the the rest of y'all." And he was like. I had to tell him, like, yeah, at first I had to, like, spin him, like, oh, yeah, I got you, like, something like that. But it was like, no, nah, after a while I had to just tell him, like, nah, bro, you, you lost your chance. <laughs> like, when you, when, you was, when you was here, like, mm-hmm. you wasn't, like, bringing nothing to the table or exactly. you was complaining and all that. So, like, I had nah. a, I had a young person reach out to me when I got this space. You need some, Ron? You got, you need some? And I was like, y'all need this. I tested it. Mm-hmm. Still ain't got it. I'm going to tell you why, because what happens is those 20 people, like I say, people want to be owned to something. They want to have their name attached to something for some personal reason, mm-hmm. but they don't want to do the work behind it. So a lot of people weed it out, and then I just kind of shut it off. When I was doing COVID, I went to go do full time, and I put my two weeks in, and then literally the last day of my two weeks, that's when they shut Dallas down. Oh, wow. My last day. I'm sitting there at the bar, and I seen that. I just walked home, and I became a motherfucking beast. I'll tell you why? I created Park Ave during during COVID, and people don't look at. I look at Park Ave 17 like that's some genius shit. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's a dope website and everything. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's it's. I went home, and I took every idea that I had. And I put it on a postage postage note, uh-huh. and I found a way to connect all of them. Yeah, you you was literally just sitting there plotting and planning, like okay. Yeah, huh? before before the pandemic, I own my own TV network, own my own um, radio station, and I own my own shopping space. Mm-hmm. And I tried to connect all three, and it didn't work. And then I messed around. I finally had the time and space. When you give me time. You know, fucked up. <laughs> when you not, when I'm not clouded with work or, um, you know, life or you trying to, oh, I want to go this. Look, if you give me time, you done messed around and unlocked a, a and whole he, different character. And he was like, the world shut down. The world shut down. I just quit my job. I ain't got no job. Boom. So I just started, when I say, Instagram follows went up authentically. Um, downloads. People start understanding. Like, I was basically talking to kickback, right? Mm-hmm. Created Park Ave. When I created Park Ave, I literally 
change the way you shop. Like, think about it. Like, when you go on a website, it's just, okay. Mm. But have you ever thought about going to a website and not like Amazon, where you just basically get a whole bunch of basically Alibaba products. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You ain't getting no emotion, no creativity, no spunk. You go to Park Ave, you can get an entire, you know who you shopping from. Mm-hmm. You can put an entire wardrobe together. You can literally connect with multiple different small businesses that, that's dope. Mm-hmm. And guess what? 5% of everything you buy goes right back to your community. Yeah. Name no another one. one. Yeah, it's like no, no one's really doing that. For the black community. Right. That's, that's, that's one thing I definitely love about you. That like You are really like, I'm all about the black community and mm-hmm. giving it's back to us. It's hard as hell, too, bro. I swear to God it is. Because we are hard people to work with. <laughs> nah, it's because... And I say this humbly. Black people are the number one consumer to white businesses. Yep. That's it. Mm-hmm. We're the statistically number one to... Mexican businesses, number one to white businesses, to Japanese businesses, to to, to Arabian businesses, mm-hmm. but we're last to black. Which I don't, I don't get. Well, tell you why. When you see black businesses, you feel like, well, hell, they black. They coming from where I come from. Why the fuck I can't come up with that? Mm-hmm. Or they, then they want a, a discount or, you know. Like, the like, discount. Like, oh, that shirt, $30. Why, you, why is it $30? Come mm-hmm. on, get it for 15 Black people, but see you'll pay other, fifty for some other brand. Black people see other black people and expect that instantly we should get a discount to each other for basically having slaves or going through some type of redlining or some type of uh, you know you know hardship, and that's the issue. They feel like, oh, we connect, we black. So this is what I do, and a lot of people don't like me for doing it. Hey, let me get a discount. All right, I'm going to give you that discount. Okay, cool. How much you going to give me? I said, okay, what you got? Well, I got this. I said, all right, cool. So I'm going to give you a discount. You're going to give me that for free to make <laughs> up for that. No, you know, my stuff, I'll give you a discount. I said, no, 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 <laughs> no, no. My stuff costs 250 You want 30% discount. I do the math. This is how much I see your calendar is worth, you know, um, $12. My discount is worth the same amount as your candle. So when I give you this discount, you're going to give, give me that candle. Yeah. I'm going to have to call you back. No, the fuck you don't. <laughs> you sit here and you stand in that shit because you just asked me for a discount. I'm going to give you that discount. You're going to give, give me, me your product. Candle. Yeah. And if you don't give me that product, then why the hell are we having that conversation about you asking for a discount at that Sir, you're not understanding. You just got, you don't support black business. I said, I support, you talking to a nigga that literally has a whole platform surrounded by black, black businesses. businesses. 
you yourself don't support black businesses because if you did, you would give me the same respect and support that you would have your my counterparts. Why in the hell do I got to give you a discount, but you go get your tax money and never ask Gucci, you never ask Lexus, mm-hmm. you never ask Mercedes, you never ask Amazon for a fucking discount. They give you a discount when they ready. Mm-hmm. You would literally go through McDonald's and check your bag knowing that the shit is trash and ask yourself, did they mess up my food? Okay, they didn't. Let me keep going. Mm. Right? But go to a black restaurant. Mm, they show this skimpy, this. Mm. But you sitting here paying for bullshit. That is why black people are not the number one consumers because when we see other people, we instantly have to feel like we want to Connect. I connect with you emotionally, mm-hmm. but I don't connect with you financially. It's like, mm-hmm. come on, we black. Come on, bro. And that's why I was like, <laughs> okay, I'm gonna get a discount. Oh yeah, okay, appreciate it, man. Give me that candle. That conversation went so left. I just had a conversation with people doing pop ups. I called them a scam. I called them a scam. Who pays seventy five dollars for a table, Josh? Right. And then still making the people pay to get in. And you not paying no advertisement. You're not paying for anything to get those people any type of sales. You just basically grabbing people's money and calling that shit supporting black business. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of people that are black that aren't for the culture. They're and that's why it's like it's been and, so difficult. It, they either say or believe they are. <laughs> you can sit here and put on support black. I've seen mother. I'm sorry, bro. I've seen people. This is my last bit. bit. I've seen people go on a T-shirt. Support black business. I've seen people go put dead people on shirts and never take that money and give it to the family. Right. That's what we do to ourselves. And, of course, I'm here to change it, to, but I can't change a community. I can inflict my community and my people within, you know, yeah. within my kickback family. And we go, yeah. can you know, do it within ourselves, but you can't mm-hmm. sit here and try to change it. And then hopefully that. it'll grow and, you know. Man, look, yeah. the way you grow out of that is you make those people, you, you counsel them motherfuckers. Same way y'all counseled R. Kelly. Or Stacy, you know, was it Stacy Dash? Yeah. Now y'all ca- counseling the 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 baby and Boosie and stuff. I'm not I'm not condoning any of the shit. I'm just saying the way we go hard and counsel that shit, mm-hmm. counsel those same people. And if that's your fucking cousin, if that's your mama, if that's your best friend, if you see them doing that, counsel their ass. I bet things will change then. Mm-hmm. Uh, actually, uh, I was listening to a, a podcast earlier, and they were talking about the the baby. Then they were like, hey. It's like I'm not saying if it, it was right or wrong. It was like, but black people, we are so quick to cancel somebody. It's like, mm-hmm. why do we have to cancel someone? Why can't we try to just educate them and show them the the error of their their ways? <laughs> we just we just like quick because can- if you people half the people that does the counseling can't even look in the mirror. Mm-hmm. That's why. And if you really want to counsel somebody, why you want to counsel the person that go around calling somebody a nigga? You know what I'm saying? A uh, white person calling somebody a nigga or um, how you have, um, you don't counsel the, the, the people that are buying land in your community. 
or the people out here basically, why you don't counsel movies for always making slave movies, huh? Mm-hmm. Why you not counseling them? That's why I don't watch But you go in on Tyler Perry. <laughs> but you're not counseling Cinemax for putting out 12 Years a Slave all the time. You're not counseling AMC for, for putting out another slave movie, Selma, or, 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 or something. Mm-hmm. You're not counseling. You're still... Te- black teachers are still going into school knowing that they just tried to pass a law, and I think they did, to say we're going to take out Oh yeah, they, 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 But yeah. you have black teachers still rolling up into school, though. If you really talking about counseling, mm-hmm. do it the fucking right way. Then you can make change. But sitting here just counseling the motherfucker because they said some homophobic, that's really... Not black people doing that shit. That's like really all the gay culture doing that. Yeah. But when it comes to the black culture, they only they counsel the hell out of out of Donald Trump, but then counsel Biden. And they ain't put no fucking you know stigmas to say, hey, bro, uh, didn't you get on the Breakfast Club and tell us if we ain't black, if, you know, if we don't vote for you? Yeah. Uh, what the fuck you doing? But you did something for the Asians. Yeah. ASAP. <laughs> Rocky, <laughs> did some quick nigga within, within a flash, nigga. Right. Like he couldn't beat the flash. Like, he couldn't beat the flash. He, that shit was quick. But we so quick to counsel. We so quick to do other things. We wanted. We want celebrities to to do more than our own, you know, government at times. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying. I want us to start looking at and holding accountability for us and the right people. Mm-hmm. That's really what I, if I die today, that's what I want people to start doing. Yeah. That's me. Oh, yeah, that's definitely. Um, kind of just switch gears a, a little bit. Uh, I know you're you're a father. Oh, God. Uh, yeah, so uh, can you speak about a little about what has uh, fatherhood uh, taught you? Man, I'm beating that look. No, just playing. <laughs> just playing. Um, fatherhood taught me, um, it really, shout out, today's my son's birthday, too. Oh, uh, happy birthday, little man. Yeah, fatherhood, it, 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 it teaches you to live with a purpose a little bit more. Entrepreneurship teaches you that too. Fatherhood taught me to live with a purpose, to pass down something with a purpose. Um, and it's like I move differently because I have a son. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's like it—it it just teaches you to be more cautious of your actions and how you operate. That's really what it teaches you. If a person feel like you know. It taught them to do this and a third by all means. But for me, it just taught me to be more cautious about even more, which is the same thing that I was already training myself with with entrepreneurship. It just teaches me even more, yeah. you know, to to look that out. But shout out to, to DJ Mini Snacks. It's his birthday today. Hey, Mini Snacks. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> DJ Mini Snacks. Happy birthday, little man. Mm-hmm. Um, also, so, you know, pandemic, you, you create park. Park Ave, um, uh, you, you know, start, you know, getting the kickback moving and everything. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I guess how the, the team, at least the, the ones that I met, uh, um, you know, I already know Brianna and uh, met Ebony and Aaron. So, how do you kind of like 
start moving forward, you know, throughout the pandemic and kind of start really forming this new team that you have around you? Man, I formed it to basically be miniature me's. Um, not just like me being a Gemini, but I realized that I take on various different hats. Mm-hmm. So what happened is, is that I need someone to love music just as much as me. Right? I didn't want, and I used to have my own podcast. People don't know that. They said, I'm on podcast. It was uh, raw and uncut. That's what it was. And we, it was me and two friends, three friends would do it. But I wanted somebody to fall in love with the way podcasting was. Mm-hmm. You know, I wanted someone to fall in love with content creation. Those people that literally, uh, when I formed that team, take on the love that I have for a particular facet, and they do it 100% while I do it for like, 15. You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So my love for podcasting is a 15 percenter, but for Brianna it's 100. Yeah. My love for television and media content on a visual aspect is a 15 percent. I even though I went to go buy a TV network, still a 15 percent. But for Aaron, it's 100. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it's like I found people. Outside of not just being good at what they do, but passionate about what they do. Because these are people that literally will be on an island of poverty. They've been doing this on an island of poverty, trying to get off of it. Mm-hmm. And I just approach them and say, hey, look, you know, this is what I'm doing. This is my ship. I want to basically take it as far as we can. And I want to create a fleet of people, fleet of ships of various different platforms or various different avenues to where if a person wanted to, you know, change ships or something like that, we're still going in the same direction. We're still battling the same enemy. Yeah. Not to where they jump ship and then they're going back the other way because they're no use to us then. Mm-hmm. So... Uh, when I put together that team, I made sure that it was people that literally were many runs in certain aspects. That's really what I did. That's nice, nice. Um, also, because uh, I also got to ask you, you know, pandemic and everything, mental health and has been a, a real big thing. I guess, would you say you, you've had, had any, I guess, depression or anxiety? Yeah, anything yeah. That you, that I'm you do? <laughs> I'm my mama. I had a... Um, I almost killed myself during the depression. I mean, during the uh, pandemic. Wow. Yeah, depression real. I um. I went into a, a mode. I think it was like July. It was like. It wasn't July. It was before my birthday. It was like May. It was May. I've been pushing from March to May. I was pushing March to April beginning of May mm-hmm. I was pushing the kickback and I literally wake up 5 o'clock in the morning roll over get on the computer just roll over till about 11 o'clock you know, br- you know get, get up go pee brush teeth probably eat a sandwich or shit like that but then literally my, didn't have to go nowhere mm-hmm. didn't have a job just on the phone on the computer just coding trying to get shit together trying shit out, testing shit out. Felt like, I got something, I got something, I got something. But, 
it was depress it was depression when it felt like I wasn't moving and people was being successful and I thought this was my time. Yeah. Then personally me and my child's father child's father, child's mother, <laughs> we we split up in this you no know, we split up before his birthday and I would get him, you know, every other week. We would, you know, once a week. Yeah. You know, we split the week and then close to the, when the pandemic, it was like, not just because of the pandemic, but I can see him because, yeah. you know, it's that we, we didn't know what the hell COVID was. So yeah. he just stayed with his mom. Yeah. It was like, but, it might be safer just to, Yeah, but that was all the way in, close to Houston. Oh, okay, yeah. And he's, so it ain't, it ain't down the street. It's You got to travel. <laughs> yeah. Next thing you know, it's like I began to literally open that closet of demons. And I began to have to fight them. I realized that I did put my business in front of my kid. And that's why my child's mother left. I did, you know... I started looking at all the different things. I started looking at why such and such and why this and why that and me. And when you start looking to the mirror, bro, that shit kind of, when you start learning about yourself, oh, like yeah. a lot of people don't ever want to look in the mirror. Yeah. Try looking in the mirror when you go home for more than a minute. I promise you. You're going to look at yourself like, this is me? All the things that you hide. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know, all the bad times you be eating on is, you know, all the yeah. shit you do to yourself. Yeah. That's you start definitely. looking at yourself and you like, damn. Mind you, I'm in a house by myself. I'm in a house by myself with my thoughts. And that's it. Yep. Certain um, people are working. I'm not working. So... Nobody's really able to just talk to me, but my friends was. Yeah. So, like, my friend Tasia, my friend Taylor, uh, my friend Jayla, um, Ebony, the one you met. Mm -hmm. Ebony, I called Ebony one day, and I was like, oh, hey, Ebony. Just, I'm always cheerful one. Yeah. Hey, Ebony. She was just talking. Mind you, Ebony works at a suicide prevention spot. Uh, okay. So, she was just telling me about stuff that, you know, and then she started talking. Then she started talking to me because some triggered her mind that I was going through it. Oh wow. And she didn't she didn't know. I'm still laughing and joke, but she some just triggered her mind. I broke down. I told her I said, Yeah, Ebony, I was gonna take my life today. Oh wow. Yeah. It's crazy. But you never know. And at that time, we weren't even really talking about kick. We were just shooting the breeze because it's yeah. like the kickback wasn't around. It, it, there wasn't nothing to really truly fun. We couldn't do. I literally was moving. Yeah. We couldn't do no more TVs. It, I didn't have a radio space to go, go to. It was just pretty much shopping online, but people weren't even doing that. They were saving. Mm -hmm. But somehow Amazon made a trillion dollars. But, hey, that's just, yeah. you know. The pandemic really opened up my eyes to get over that shit. And boy, when I came out, 
It was lovely because I learned more about myself. I learned what I don't like, what I do like, how I'm going to operate, who I'm, what I'm going to take. You got me fucked up. We're going to have fun, but you got me fucked up. Yeah. And there you go. Okay. Okay. Uh, to kind of go off of that, what are some of the things I guess you would say or things that you cha- that changed about you pre and post, I guess, uh, we're kind of still in the pandemic, but I guess coming out of it for the most part, I guess some of the things I guess you shared about yourself that you've learned or whatever, like, I, I'm not that way no more, like, I've learned about myself. I stopped allowing people to dictate who I am. I used to allow people to say, run you this, and I'd be like, okay. I used to be like, okay. I guess that's me. That's who you see me as. Yeah. And I used to be like, allow people to dictate my time, dictate my actions. I allow too many people to control me like I'm a video game. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And even, I was just an avatar. I was just like, you know. Just going through the motions. Going through the motions. I would sit here and tell other people how to live. Promote, connect, mentor. Hell of a fucking mentor right now. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. people like, I would, I'm going to fucking run. Like, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? But it took me during that time to where now it's like, no, you're not hungry. No, you're, you're, not, you're not a bad person. You, I started speaking up for myself. I used to never speak up for myself, G. Oh, wow. Yeah, I used to allow people, you a bitch-ass nigga. Damn, bro, that's how you fucking feel. You know what I'm saying? You a bitch-ass nigga. <laughs> nigga, your mama. You know what I'm saying? I'll jo- I used to joke, you jokingly, like, but now it's like, nah, bro, nigga, fuck you. Yeah, you. yeah you really are a bitch-ass nigga. Yeah, you a bitch-ass nigga. <laughs> I mean that wholeheartedly. Like, that's why your girl left you, nigga. I go in, bro. I don't give a fuck. I go in. <laughs> Somebody had said something. I remember one of my partners said, uh, sent a picture of my ex. He said, Does she look for me? I said, Oh, yeah, that's my ex. That's my ex. And he said, Oh, yeah, he started trying to joke. I said, Okay. I said, How your ex doing? I said, She looked like she having fun without you. <laughs> I said, She looked like she living life. He said, Damn, bro. Like, that's how you. I said, You the one. You started it. You started it. You, you put up the ex shit. <laughs> Don't tell me how far I should and should not go. You came at me with it. Yeah. So if I come at you 100%, you feel me? Yeah. It's only zero and 100 over here. Yeah. See, I'm very chilling. Hey, bro, I'm good. Leave me the fuck alone. You know what I'm saying? Are we at 100? Oh, okay. <laughs> you, like, if you if I see myself, but then also I learn um, hold that emotions, too. Yeah. Don't jump to a hundred so quickly. That's why you have noticed I be chilling. Like, yeah, yeah bro. But then you saw me when I got mad one time. Yeah. It's like, damn, this one. <laughs> <laughs> all right. You just sit back. You like, all right. Well, I, and I actually talk that shit out. I actually talk it out. Because I understand people. Yeah. Okay, I see where that motherfucker come from. Okay. Got me fucked up, but I got you on okay. here. You know, I'll yeah. really talk it out. Then I'm like, Okay, yeah, that's not bad. Okay, we're gonna do this. Like, and that's what I learned from then to there. Like, I learned how to talk it out, not be afraid to ask questions, and not be afraid to speak up for myself. Yeah, that's dope. Especially the, the awareness of like yourself, and then mm-hmm. 
what you needed to change about yourself and this, all that, because I'm still learning that a little bit more about myself, just, just being aware of who I am as a person. And well, who are you? I'm still learning. <laughs> I'm yeah. asking you. Right now, I'll just say just a laid back, happy guy. Now, you're telling me personality. It's like we're going on a date. (laughs) Who are you? What do you do? A podcast. I work. (laughs) In your podcast, what do you do? Interviewing people and get to know people. In that process, what kind of people do you interview? Uh, artists, entrepreneurs, other podcasters. You give them, you give them a highlight. You yeah. literally celebrate them. You yeah. give them their flowers. You, you're, you're not a glorified cheerleader, but you give them uh, credit when credit is due. Yeah. Okay. Do you give them reviews on uh, their music or? Oh who yeah, they are? yeah, yeah, stuff like that, right? So you every day are walking like a, a review board, pretty mm-hmm. much. I like what they're doing. Let me give them a, a place to shine. I'm going to give them their flowers. Mm-hmm. Take what you are, put a name to it, and walk that line. Yeah, uh, I actually had a conversation with a coworker similar about that because he was somehow he had a um, an interview for a, a, a position, and he basically was saying how the managers were like, all right, Tell us, tell us three things about you that has nothing to do with our computer system or the system that we use at work. It's hard mm-hmm. And he was like, fam, all I got to think about was like, I'm a hard worker. <laughs> he was like, and I couldn't think, I couldn't think of two things about that. And he was like, and the manager was like, you're more than that. They're like, you're dependable. Mm-hmm. You're a go-getter. You never give up. And he was, he was basically, <laughs> and he was just saying, I couldn't, he was like, fam, he was like, I felt bad because I couldn't, Think of those mm-hmm. hard words. I was like, that'd probably be me too. I wouldn't be able to think of the words that would describe me that a manager would want to hear. The, you know, hard working is the stupidest thing to say. Yeah. Because a machine is hard working. Yeah. A washing machine works hard. You get what I'm saying? So, get to know who you are. Like when I say, man, who are you? You know what I'm saying? When you said, tell us more about yourself, you can't literally put that shit in a paragraph. Mm-hmm. You give somebody questions, so how would you take this? What would you do? You know what I'm saying? You learn sense of self. And I think when you do these interviews, bro, you allow people to peel back that that layer, that armor. So you'd be like, what's behind the, behind the glam, behind the mic, behind everything? You know what I'm saying? You... Are their therapist. Mm-hmm. You're a therapist in a way. This is therapeutic. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's the one thing, especially within the last year. I've been, I said 2021. I want to become like a better interviewer. I watch more of the interview people that I more look up to. Like, oh, I'm like, okay, I want to take little tidbits here and there of how they interview and mm-hmm. add more aspects to me instead mm-hmm. of just this. All right, so what's your name? All right, tell me your story. All right, the next thing on here, and it's like, yeah. only, I wanted to become more conversational. Yeah, and I'm pretty sure like, like that, so. everything that you probably had on that paper or that phone, we haven't even covered. Yeah, we're like, we're like 50 <laughs> something minutes in, and it's just the conversation just goes along and just just goes off in different direction. Which this is what I love about it because it's yeah, like, it's hey, therapeutic. Mm-hmm. It's therapeutic, man. Yeah, yeah. So, um. 
one of the other things, uh, well, I guess just during the conversation I thought about was, what does Ron do for fun? How do you relax? How do you, I guess, Well, I just don't have decompress. a game system, so that's the one thing I don't have. Oh, yeah. I, I, the last time I had a system was uh, when the uh, second Injustice came out. That was like the last video game I ever yeah. played and owned because after that, I was just like, I'm too busy. Yeah. I, I literally don't even own a TV right now. I, if yeah. I want to watch TV, I just go to the living room and watch it on my, my roommate's TV in the living room. <laughs> what I do for fun, I love spending time with my girl. Um, that is Which, my happy anniversary. I saw that yesterday. Oh, yeah, yesterday. yeah mm-hmm. appreciate it. I enjoy spending time with her because we just just have fun. But outside of that, a lot of shit is work, and that's the problem. A lot of shit is work. A lot of um, things. But what I do love, um, I found a newfound love is uh, consulting or training people. Okay. Even though. It is somewhat of a job, but I enjoy it. Um, I enjoy creating for fun. Um, for so long, bro, I haven't like just sat down and played a game. And people say, "What do you do for fun?" I, it's like, believe it or not, the kickback is fun, and I'm. I'm now for the first time finally saying it. Nice. It's fun because it's been a long road to get here. It's no, but think so, about yeah. it, bro. Like I get to, I get to discover new music artists uh, all the time. Yeah, like all the time. Like I get to like hear some shit for the first time that people send me stuff before it get released. Yeah, last year when like some artists started sending me, I was that's not that was my moment. I was like, oh, I, I guess I'm kind of like. Yeah, getting there, bro, like, and like, and they hit me like, "Yo, bro, check this out. Let me know like what you like." Unreleased <laughs> or, stuff. Like, here's like one track. Tell me what you like. Did you like that verse? Should I change anything? And, and I'm like, "Oh, you really like value my my feedback." My I was like, "Oh, I feel like I really am getting somewhere now." <laughs> yeah, I've realized that I've been doing stuff that I was fun. It just turned into I don't DJ no more. Don't get me wrong, because I hate the business side of DJing. Yeah. Um, but the kickback is fun. Because just like before we got on the meeting, I had that, that call. I was like, bro, this is fun. Like, meeting new people and just hearing them and just being able to connect, it's fun. Yeah. It's fun, bro. Like, it's talking on these interviews, you know, uh, meetings. Like, that's. Sh- as much as people think like I'm that sound weird, that shit fun to me. Yeah. Because it's like I love meetings for this reason. It's a group of people sitting at one table trying to solve one problem. Mm-hmm. Or multiple problems. That shit is beautiful to me. Cause I love teamwork. Yeah, and you like you get everybody's like different mindsets and stuff mm-hmm. like someone could say like one thing and they're like I got this idea for this, but I just, like, how can it get better? And you can be like, okay, let's build off of what you said. And mm-hmm. then everybody else is like, okay, well, I may have heard this, or what if we do this? And then you, you never know how big the, the idea can yeah. become. Man, I'm telling you, the meeting of minds is beautiful. I don't, I don't paint. I don't, you know, draw, play games, do any instrument. Like, I just don't 
because the kickback to me, like stuff that you know, the music, the the designing of 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 these different you know platforms and 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 websites or you know discovering new products out there like that mm. shit is fucking crazy i'm always been a history nerd okay right me seeing this stuff it's like new and it's like whoa like people are like did you know about this like people were sending me stuff hey run did, there was a guy today who said, like, hey, man, this is a dude that's in Dallas right now with his own scooter business. You might want to hit him up. Like, I'm sitting here like, when you sit here and somebody's telling you, you're the person that they need to be talking to, you mm-hmm. like, this shit is dope. Mm-hmm. Now, I just can't wait for the funds to start rolling in, like on some, you know, Jeff Bezos shit. Yeah. You feel me? <laughs> Don't get me wrong. Like right now, it's still a grind, but it's a love for that grind, and it's like you just gotta love your grind. A lot of people hate yeah. grind. Yeah, and then the you hear a lot of celebrities, rappers, and stuff. They say like about they pass. They're like, yo, I missed the beginning of the stuff. Like when it was just fun. <laughs> like the grind yeah. was was fun. And like now you got all this extraness that goes into yeah, it, everything. Then it becomes a business because yeah. what happens is. Somebody will eventually take away from the discovery part for me. Mm-hmm. Somebody will eventually take away from the, um, the you know, listening to new music away from me. Yeah, because it's exactly like, what you might get to that point where you're like, I don't have time to sit there and just listen. And you know listen. what I'll do? I'll start creating music. Okay. I'll start making mixtapes. You know, I'll start creating my own line of things. I'll start creating... Um, you know, whatever. I'll start um, creating vacational areas people can come to. I'll begin doing something new. But as of right now, I don't care about the next mo- There's, what was it? There's so many shows and movies I still haven't seen yet. Like, I still ain't seen Queen of Slim. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, I still ain't seen so many different movies. I just finished Queen of the South. This morning. I see. I still haven't watched that That's yet. That's a cool... Ah, nah, that whole hit. <laughs> but it took me to watch it when I got hurt. Oh, yeah, because you're like, I, I can't do nothing else. I can't do nothing. <laughs> That's why I told him, I said, man, me being, like, still is the hardest thing I ever had to do. <laughs> I've never been that still. Never been that still, bro. It's like, oh, it's like I, you you want to do so much because you you're so busy being on the go and moving, moving, moving. It's like Always on the go. life just hits you like, nope, yeah, you my, sit uh, down. <laughs> I remember I, uh, I FaceTime my homegirl at the Quilla. She said, Ron, you moving? I said, no, nah, no, nah, I'm at the house thinking about moving. She said, sit your ass down. <laughs> sit your ass. Thinking, <laughs> thinking about moving. I'm thinking like, about man, moving. Yeah, I'm thinking about moving around. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, she said, <laughs> uh, you got that camera? <laughs> she said, no, nah, I ain't getting you that camera. <laughs> I'm like, damn, bro. Like, hold on, man. Hold on. Let me do this. Let me. Do... I got this idea. You know what I'm saying? So, I'm an idealist. Like, yeah. I love creating things that I've come up with, like that website. Yeah. Like, I love doing it, and I love sharing it. And I love seeing people's reactions. The same thing as DJing. Like, when you're a DJ, you literally control the crowd. Mm-hmm. If the crowd ain't happy, ain't them bar sales. Mm-hmm. Hang that shit up. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And am I drinking about this? A good ass motherfucking instrumental? Yeah. No, <laughs> they are literally 
staying because the music is good. Mm-hmm. People are eating because the music is good. I love controlling the crowd. I love um, doing that. Right now, I just listen to music. I love driving and listening to music. That's that's what I do for fun. You know, trying new things. You know, um, I love hearing about people and solving problems. Nice. That's what I love to do. All right. So, what about what are some of Ron's inspirations? It's not a particular person. I don't have not one particular person I look up to. Uh, I find that can. I always felt like me doing that can be detrimental because now I'm following a certain person. Mm-hmm. Then it can be like a. a a situation where I'm following that person, then you start to find out that they're not who the journalists and the media portrayed them to be, and now yeah. they're. I like you know I inspired by the only person I would say person is LeBron. Okay, yeah, you know you, you know um, that's my guy hometown. Yeah, but outside of that, I'm inspired by turmoil and a need for change. When I see. Um, People look like that look like me are still dying in, in police, you know, hands, or how people are going and still to this day have to march for voting rights. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm inspired by um, there's not one physical place that you can name on the map in the world that black people are safe. Right. I'm inspired by the fact that there's not one place in the world you can say that black people are being taken care of properly. You can't find not one space that we can culturally be okay. I'm inspired by um, seeing the fight that knowing one day if I can create a solution to at least get us to the next part, because I know I can't end the entire fight, yeah. the entire war. It's always going to be something, right? You're fighting for some reason. I don't know why, but we continuously always fucking fighting. Just to get a better life. It's not to be fighting to infringe anything on anybody. That's the crazy part about it. Right. <laughs> we're fighting just to make peace. That's all we're doing. So... It's like I'm inspired by knowing I have I have a mission when I wake up every day. That's what inspires me. Until I can solve one of these issues. Nice. I like that. I like that. All right. So, uh Switch gears again, you know, because this is the music impulse, so I always got to ask some music questions. What's you up? Know, and you being a DJ and everything. Um, who would you say was, like, your, f- the, the, do you remember, like, the first, I guess, piece of music that made you, like, fall in love with music or hip-hop? Yeah. Taylor Allardyce. With Wiz Khalifa. Love that project. Yeah. Shout out to Rob Martin. Wale's, um, the album about nothing. Yeah. He had this song called The Trip Downtown. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, no, Samples and Shit. He had a song called Samples and Shit. Oh, yeah, yeah, I do remember that, yeah. He was like, Samples and Shit was really good. But, fell in love with hip-hop, because that's not hip-hop. 
in some people's eyes. You know, it's not hip hop. It's like R and B or yeah. alternative, whatever. Because I always say the weekend, but I can't do that shit either. Well, I guess music in general. I music guess music in general. Okay, yeah. I can do that. Project. When I heard something like No Ceilings. Okay. When I heard like Taylor All the Dice. When I heard Wale, um, Spit. When I heard Drake's brand new, yeah. <laughs> that song brand new, um, I think hearing music come together, hearing Erica Badu's window seat, yeah, um, hearing it's just like certain projects, like actually hearing. When I heard Crit was here, it's a song called Something. Yeah, it's like something, like it speaks to my soul. Yeah, funny thing was, the first time I heard Crit was here was when I moved here to Dallas, and I was to tell people I remember the exact moment I listened to the album, just like, "Damn, this dude is nice." Mm-hmm. Was because I was living out in Mesquite at the at the time, um, living with my best friend and her, her boyfriend at the time, and I remember having to walk to the bus like a super long, far way distance just to catch the bus to go to work. Yeah. And I remember one day just walking across the bridge and was like, let me finally check out this crit. And I was like, yeah. <laughs> Damn, this dude is, yeah, I remember, this dude go. I have that. <laughs> bro, I, I listened to crit was here like 2012 and that's when everybody thought the world was going to end and shit. Yep. And I would, uh, at this time I had got let go from my job. Uh, I was working in a warehouse, and I told him I said because uh, I went to go visit PV my uh, my uh, two of my good my two of my best friends, and then I came back. I said I'm going to school to PV, like I'm finna go to school, and I told him that's when they had said, all right, we're gonna, we 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 already finna let you we're gonna let you go. So <laughs> I was on unemployment, and next thing you know, boom, I'm listening to Crit was here. I I ain't doing nothing but getting ready to go to school. So yeah. I sit on the just outside, just vibing, just chilling. I heard that. I was like, damn. Damn. I remember he came out with Ludacris. Mm-hmm. It was Ludacris that brought out some artists, and Crit was one of them. Man. And see, and Luda's like my favorite. Like, uh, Luda got some skills. Yeah. And then, like, Luda's right now, uh, my current favorites are Wale and J. Cole. I always say, like, if I could blend Wale and J. Cole into one person, I f- feel like they'd be me. Honestly, <laughs> bro, like... <laughs> If Wale's flow and analogies and his the way he his wordplay, yeah, because I'm I'm a huge Wale fan. I always say like shout out to the shout out to the Moons. Yeah, um, I ain't trying to gloat, but I, I am in a a group chat with the Moons and Wale's actually in that group chat. Yeah, <laughs> um, actually. Cause I wanted to go to the show that uh, the other day, and I saw actually Ebony had went, and I was like, "Yo, you went?" I was like, "I wanted to go, but I wasn't unsure like if I was gonna get in because they said the RSVP doesn't guarantee you get a spot." And she was yeah. like, "I came solo, dolo. You could have came with me." I was like, "Well, now that I know that you a fellow Wale fan, yeah. I was like, yo, I already know someone yeah, I can." Wale <laughs> is a, man, hey, I, I I would say like. I'm not on some dude don't miss type of shit because people still be having these industry ass. But when he just put himself into it, mm-hmm. it's, it's good. Yeah. It's good. Same with Crit. I feel the same thing 
with Wiz, I think his best project was Taylor All the Dice. Yeah, that, that's literally like my favorite project. That is from like him. one of my that's my top three projects of all time. That no ceilings. Yeah. And it's a toss up after that, bro. Taylor All Dice and No Ceilings is a I mean, I like Travis Travis Scott Astro World. Yeah, Astro World. I feel like that was a good one too. Yeah. It was a lot of like harmonic <laughs> yeah. trippy shit. That's what it found, sounded like. But yeah, man, musically, uh, those are like those people. But when I start hearing other artists that like came through the kickback, like it's a dude, Wolfie McNeil, my mm-hmm. my God. Um, C note, um, Kiki. There's um there's people that got some. They get they got some. Yeah. And it's like I heard they projects like like this shit is crazy. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like it gives me that same feel like this is some this is some well thought out stuff, you know what I'm saying? And I know some people look into like the industry game and they're like, oh, okay, well these indie artists these indie artists. everybody sounded like I said, because they're you're the mainstream people are putting out the same Janae Ako mm-hmm. and Summer Walker and her all sound alike. Yeah, but Summer Walker sound pretty. I mean, I fuck with her. She sound pretty good, and Janae sound like she be squeaking. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm yeah, but I fuck with her. Like you know, she. That reminds me. Did you see that uh, the rant T Pain went on a couple weeks ago? What did he say? Uh, when he was like, "Y'all." Stop making the same music. He's like, we already have Lil Baby. He's like, we already have the Baby. <laughs> he was like, we already have this person. He's like, stop trying to imitate what's on the radio. He was like, we already have them already. Stop trying to be them. He was like, imitation, be original. <laughs> but imitation is easy, though, G. I'm going to tell you why. Imitation is easy because they say, they say like, okay, I'm good. I see what I can do. There you go. Mm-hmm. You, you, that's the formula. Think of it like this. There is no, there is now, because it's called the kickback, but there was no platform that literally just kind of allowed you to really, really hear um, these indie artists in a, in, a, in a facet way because it's like SoundCloud. It's like I got to go through here every damn day, you know what mm. I'm saying, or other people. It's like, okay, here we go. But it's like... And, you know, SoundCloud, you got to pay to kind of get promoted type mm-hmm. stuff. There's no originality. Everybody on the radio, I've seen people trend on TikTok, get their song on the radio, and it's yeah. shit trash. Mm-hmm. What's that beatbox? Whatever mm-hmm. the fuck. That's yeah. all people know is just 15 seconds of this song, but the entire Tell you like this. Go to a party. Mm-hmm. Throw that ass in a circle, yeah. right? Lil Ronnie. Throw that ass in a circle is a fucking party hit. As a DJ, it's a party hit. People don't know past three minutes of that, two, one minute of that song. Even uh, the new so- Soldier Boy one, the uh, Mega, Mega Clap. Clap. I, I was because one day I was like, let me actually hear the song. I was like, all I know is that fifteen said she make it clap, clap, clap. I was like, let me actually put on the song. And I was like, oh, <laughs> this actual verse is just. Really trash. Trash. Yeah. trash. I was like, 
But when he gets to that make it clap, I'm like, hey, she make yeah. it clap. But I was like, it's awesome because of all these TikTok right. videos and Instagram videos. Because awesome. <laughs> it, the TikTok is running in your head. Yeah, and I'm like, I imagine all the asses I've seen TikTok, shaking all that. <laughs> TikTok has ruined music careers. Yes. It has ruined the music game because now people have literally moved so far away. You know what I'm saying? They're making songs just for TikTok. They're making songs just for TikTok now. I'd rather just make something and get a 15 second of somebody clap. I had people, literally, I saw artists, instead of making something worthwhile, oh, yeah, this is going to be the club back. I said, but what you really working with? Anybody trying to hear that shit? Nigga, yes, they are. So many people filled with, with, with TikTok ass, you know, songs. Nigga, we need some authentic, bro. Yeah. Like, that's why people hated that one Drake song. Um, he had, like, early pandemic because they were the, the little dance song. He had the video. And, what song? Uh, I can't remember what, what the name of it was. But it came out, like, early during the pandemic. And people were like, oh, he just did this just to uh, make it for TikTok. <laughs> I mean, shit. But yeah. Drake, Drake established. He can yeah. do that shit. All these people coming up, everybody's just trying to get instantaneous fame. And they think... Because they they got X Y Z followers, they got X Y Z streams and shit like that. Mm-hmm. But then you hear the, but then you see these motherfuckers in concert. Are they selling out shows as a headliner? Mm-hmm. No. Right. Like I I heard something else uh, earlier on a podcast. They were talking about with all these festivals and stuff like coming out, and uh, the host was saying. She said, like, yeah, just from watching, you know, uh, clips I've seen from, like, Lollapalooza and the other festivals that's going on. She said, like, I've learned that a lot of these artists that have come out or, like, gotten big within the last year and a half, two years, they don't know how to perform. She, like, she was like, she's like, a lot of them are literally just, just standing on there on stage and just, like, performing their song, but they're not moving. They don't, they don't have, like, a band or anything. She, she said that the only person who... Um, even came close was um damn it what's my man from the west coast the uh the everybody like now um uh he did the song with nipsey uh he, he blew up uh damn it i can't think of his name now because he's like uh, what's his name uh i'm gonna think of it i'm going to yeah, I got a uh, Oh, Roddy Rich. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah Roddy Rich, because uh, she was like, yeah. She's like, I saw him before him. He actually had, like, a, a band with him. Well, you know, Roddy mm-hmm. Rich, he, um, when he did his, um, his video, you saw the, the aspects of him. But, like I said, a lot of people don't know, because guess what? They going from the studio. They're not doing any performances. Not at no bars, no clubs, no, no, no nothing. They're going straight to... Making a studio song, mm-hmm. putting it out on t- on TikTok, doing little shit just to keep social media, and then somehow getting on XXL, or somehow getting on, you know, invited, and it's like, what happened to the ciphers? Mm-hmm. I miss those. Shit, bros, bring them back. Right. We can do that. We can. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I was like, because I used to to 
love ciphers like the the like the BET ciphers mm-hmm. when I used to do that. I, was, I used to love that one. Like my one of my favorite ones that I just randomly would watch is the one with like Joel Santana, like Ace Hood, and Fabulous was in it. I was like, that's like one I'll just randomly be like, oh yeah, I just want to just. Man, listen. I remember watching uh, <laughs> uh, so many ciphers, bro. I I go back and look at um, freestyles. I, I remember looking at Amigos freestyle, like Takeoff. Yeah, <laughs> that, 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 that boy, he, that he, motherfucker, yeah. bro. But yeah, man, that's that's just that's what we got into music. Mm-hmm. And hopefully, with my platform, I can be able to literally bring back that authenticity of of real artistry mm-hmm. and actually allow people to know the artists and not just know them through social media. Mm-hmm. You know, and they have on this facade, this fame, this whatever, and come to find out they trash. Like how Summer Walker got so famous, then you come to find out she got anxiety and she don't want to perform. Yeah. Uh, motherfucker, I'm paid for this. <laughs> you should have let me know, mm-hmm. or you could have let that be known if you went to go to this such, such bar or whatever and did this open mic night. You may have notice that this ain't it yeah you know what i'm saying maybe you would have kind of did something else and approached it differently fam mm-hmm. like with her like her just her name you know her yeah i seen an interview she said just listen to my music you ain't got to know who i am yeah because no one knew who she, what she looked like for years until like what maybe like two years ago now you know <laughs> what she looks like you know her name and this but by this time she solidified been on snl and yeah. all look i'm getting big money mm-hmm. i'm getting big performances i don't have to do the the other things. I didn't I didn't want to do performances. Mm-hmm. You get what I'm saying? That's probably what it was. I didn't want to do no performances. Mm-hmm. I want to provide the music, and now my music has solidified because it got to the point it's so good, and you just heard me, and you didn't have to worry about you know criticizing this or that or you know mm-hmm. look what they do, bro. Like they just criticize a lot of people. Yeah, I was like, it gets in my nerves. It's just like, yo, just yeah, we don't need all that the actionness. Um, next one, who would you say is, I guess, speaking of some underground artists, since you you also know a lot of them, who are like maybe three to five underground artists that you suggest people just look up and and and, and check out that you you really just like feeling. Like I'll I'll vouch for. Yeah. I gotta choose three. No, like I guess maybe like five. I give you thirty. <laughs> I give you thirty. Okay, so I'll go down my repertoire, of people, and I'm finna actually start sending, uh, showing you like just different um, artists that they got some, bro. Like you know what I'm saying. Um, of course. You know, you got you got Chance Who, you got uh, Sammy Sosa, you got Brene Shanae, you got Kiki, you have Wolfie McNeil, you got G. White, you got Stay Home Hair. You got an entire mini um, No Limit Soldiers. They call them Stay Home. Stay Home in it, man. They, boy, you motherfuckers, <laughs> motherfuckers cold. Uh, you got K. Achille, you got, he's out of Chicago, dude cold. You got, um, Judah in Houston, you have, um, oh, Kelsey, she's out here in Dallas, she's okay. cold. Um, La Voice, you got, 
shit, bro. Um, my nigga Hawk out here in South Carolina, you know, it's just PA the writer in Houston. Um, the list goes on and on. I I, I can't really Man. name. You know what I'm saying? Um, Tricky Dick. This dude, my nigga, Tricky Dicky. That shit. That shit sound funny. But think of, this man came up to a funny story about my my, my man's. I, he was the first artist that I ever played on my station. Oh wow! He's the first artist to give me music. He had this song called "Smoked Out." When I tell you, I played that song, and I premiered it at a party. Everybody was like, "The who the hell is this?" <laughs> He's the first person I ever like say, you know, let me fuck with people. Bow. Hell yeah. Just vibing. When he when I did summer night vibes, he came out. Everybody, you know, he just, you know, just a skinny ass dude. He's just yeah. chilling. But when he grabbed the mic and mm-hmm. when he performed. The energy. Just, the uh, energy this man gives you like energy from it, like this man is that is a performer. You want to talk about performances? That's a performer. I've seen other people do like mini concerts for me and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. You know, and I've seen people do stuff, but out of everybody that's ever performed that I've seen, not saying that they're not capable of it, but that dude is a performer. Okay. When he came out, people was like eating a crawfish looking. They said, hell yeah. Okay. When I tell you, that dude is he's something to be fucked with. And all the other people that I can't that I said something like PA the router visually, the way he does things. Um G White, he the way he he not only he produces, he, he's like a walking big crit, to be honest with okay. you. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Uh, and put out a love song at the same time. Um, Wolfie McNeil is a comparison. I would compare him to Lil Wayne, and I would die about it. And I'm for real about it. Um, Kiki has a voice that is phenomenal. Brene Shanae uh, has a voice that is like on Faith Evans. Uh-huh. I'm dead serious. Chance who his... his <laughs> The the nigga flow is like we we it's not like a currency it's like a it's like a it's it's the I've never seen his flow before yeah that type of flow um like it's it's C note southern hit southern hit like for real for real like. It's so many people, bro. Um, there's so many people. Yeah. And oh, Skipper Two Times came up in here. Like, I've heard that name before. Skipper Two Times. Motherfucker be fucked with. Like, yeah. for real. He, he cold with it. Um, it's so many people. Um, Sammy Sosa, like his... It's not even just his artistry. It's his, CEO, his CEO-ism yeah. in him. That he's gonna make sure the people around him eat too. Okay. And it's better. It's so many people that I've came across because of my platform that I say, if you was to just tune in, it's some people on there. And that's just the beginning. You know? 
it's just the beginning. There are people, voices, and flows, and music that is like, what? Damn. And they're in the backyard. They're, a lot of those people are in the southern region, the mm-hmm. majority in Dallas and Houston. Yeah. That's what, one thing I've loved, especially, like I said, within like the last year or so, is, is me finding like the artists that are just like here in Dallas and Houston and stuff. And it's just like, and I'm like, damn, like even just Dallas alone, I'm like, just meeting somebody, damn, you're nice. Ooh, you're nice. Or yeah. like, even like the little crews is like, damn, it's like a crew of y'all, like four or five of y'all, y'all just nice, like best show in town. I was like, I, I fucks with them. They, the whole crew, uh, niggas just all just, Nice. Man, uh, Big Relly came through like about two weeks ago, did an interview and a, and a concert. I ain't never seen a big dude like that with so much energy. You know what I'm saying? And a, <laughs> just, it, it, it's, it, that's when you ask me what I love. I love that. Yeah. I love seeing artists before other people and knowing, like, I can literally have these people hear and see you right now. And I'm going to do it. I just want you to just keep going. And, like, um, one of them, my boy Wolf, he, I said, he put out a, he put out some music, then he just he kind of put on a hiatus, which a lot of artists do. Yeah. I said, dude, don't stop. I I, hey, bro, don't stop. And I remember... Uh, I got a couple of those guys. I'm like, yeah. where the music at, man? Where, like, where, it was like, you too talented. Like, what's up? I remember uh, G, uh, G, uh, G had put out a, a project, and I listened to I was like, oh, this shit. I know G going to put out something cold. But he had a song with uh, with Wolf, and and I and I said, and I, he was playing it. I said, the fuck is this? Mm-hmm. And I called him. I said, bro, you back in? He said, no, nah, but that's old. I said, no, nah, bro, this ain't old to this, me. This ain't <laughs> This is like, where's the rest of it? Come on. Yeah, but man, like it's um, when you when you tune into the kickback, it's gonna be even more artists. Like we keep coming across even more uh, artists like that are phenomenal. Yeah, phenomenal. And it's not even on some high Instagram followers. Like they're not even on some. Oh, look at me. They're still hungry, and the music they have is so hungry. Nice. They'll be so- like you. You'll see these you'll see these artists and they'll be just working at a AT and T. You never even know. Mm-hmm. For real, yeah, they working at AT and T. Like, oh, what's up? You, like me, people don't know. Like, they're like, oh, that man owns a damn radio station and like this. That. You don't know. Like Josh, when you be mm-hmm. walking and they don't know like all the people that you came across. Yep. You know, that's what I love. I can still be under the radar and still be able to tap into that great of sounds. Nice. I like that. I think that we're we going to wrap it up on there. Um, you, anything else you want to say, you know, give your social media and all that before we nah, wrap up? bro, because you already know this is going to be on the kickback. Yeah. <laughs> 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 they just hit the out. You know yeah. what I'm saying? <laughs> but outside of that, you know, DJ Snacks. Um, but yeah, man, down with the kickback. Um, that download um, this episode, you know what I'm saying, Music Impulse. Um, Touch somebody with love, bro. That's all I say. I ain't finna sit there and give out my social media for what? <laughs> it's gonna be on the kickback. It's gonna it's gonna be um heard throughout the world. This is gonna be a great episode, a great podcast, a great person. Um Yeah. It's shit it's, 
it's up it's up from here oh yeah man yeah we definitely up um but yeah this is your boy smiles i'm here with my man ron aka gj snacks Mm -hmm. this is the very first episode of the music impulse in the kickback era and we out we out